So, AJ, now we move on to who do you trust? And who do you trust this week? We are talking about NFL MVP Aaron Rodgers, who has said, similar to how you have, you just made mention of on the draft night, that you said that um, Najee Harris was dead to you because he was drafted to the to the Pittsburgh Steelers, Aaron Rodgers is basically saying that the Green Bay Packers is dead to him because he has absolutely no intention, depending on who you talk to or who you listen to, he has no intention of returning to Green Bay. And the first question is, AJ, do you trust the Packers when they say, that because they have come out and repeatedly said it, Everybody who is in the organization at the, in the hierarchy has been saying it. Do you? They're saying they're not going to trade him. So, do you trust the Packers when they say they will not trade Aaron Rodgers? I mean, right for right now, I'm sorry, I have to do this, but for right now, Aaron Aaron Rodgers' future seems to be in jeopardy. <laughs> sorry, I have to do that. <laughs> I have to do that. Anyhow. If I trust them, though, at this point, it's hard to, to trust that statement. Trust that was who? an initial statement. That's what they're supposed to say, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, Rogers basically blindsided them um, on the day of the draft, the same way they blindsided him last year when they moved up to take a quarterback who is nowhere near ready to be a starter in the league, right? I, I, <laughs> I, heard, I heard Colin Coward say that we've seen more UFO sightings than we've seen sightings of... of Jordan Love on the football field. We have no idea what this man can do at this point, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so this is this is the, the Packers' first statement. Obviously, Matt Rule is going to get um, asked about it. Matt, not Matt Rule, Matt Lafleur is going to get asked about it. Gutenkunst is going to get asked about it. So they're saying what they have to say. And I know, obviously, behind the scenes, they're going to try to quell the situation and make an attempt to, to try and make him stay. But it's early days, and I, I just can't trust that their very first statement that comes out after this happens is their most adamant. I, I, they, they'll say that right now, but when push comes to shove, he's out the door. So, like you, I think, honestly, right, I've been looking back at uh, when we talk about this, do you trust uh, questions? And almost every time, it is me that says I don't trust them. I seem yeah. to be the cynic <laughs> on this panel. Well, but, that says a lot. That says a lot. Apparently so. But I don't, <laughs> I like you, I cannot trust the Packers when they say that they won't trade Aaron Rodgers. No. Trust who? As I, it feels like if I'm making this statement of different quarterbacks all the time. But I think it is more, it is more apt with Aaron than it was even with Deshaun. So remember I said, you think you have the power, but you don't. Aaron Rodgers is not an ordinary quarterback. Aaron Rodgers is the league MVP, and I think this is at least a two-time MVP. And he has been one of the most accurate and one of the most productive quarterbacks in league history. You can't just decide that I'm just going to set fire to my organization and not do what I can if my quarterback decides he's not coming. He's just not coming. Now, 
I was doing some research into this and it said that one of the things that may have contributed to Aaron's disgust with the team, there was a wide receiver whose name escapes me right now, who last year Aaron said, oh, you know, because he was asked about him in one of like, the training camp interviews or something, they asked him about this particular receiver by name. Aaron said, oh, you know, I think, you know, he's been good for us. He's looked good in camp. I expect him to make the final roster. And in a couple of days, he was cut. You had situations like you may mention of last, just now, Jordan Love being drafted when everybody expects that Aaron Rodgers is going to get some offensive talent help for the first time, a first-round pick that he's going to be able to throw the ball to. You take a quarterback. The Packers have done a very good job of alienating Aaron Rodgers, and Aaron has is at the point now where he's just like, you see this? Bump this. I'm not coming back. Find a way to get me out of here. And on top of that, there were rumors that Aaron was going to be traded to the San Francisco 49ers for that third overall pick. Aaron knew that the trade offer was in, and the Packers said no. And he had already told them that, you know, basically, I want to be out of here. So that gave them an opportunity to get one of these stellar quarterbacks and then, you know, make a, make a plan for your future. It was not as if to say he waited till after the first round was done and then made the announcement. He gave them a chance and they decided that they weren't going to take it. So whatever happens now to the Green Bay Packers is all on them. They had the opportunity to do something different and they chose not yeah. to. Yeah. This leads us now into the second part of, our, of who do you trust. So... Aaron Rodgers has been so upset. He has been so annoyed with the Packers organization that he has gone out. He, well, not he, because we have not heard these words come from his mouth, nor have there been any quotes directly attributed to him. But sources have said that Aaron is so disgruntled that he would retire before he comes back to the Green Bay Packers. So, AJ, do you trust? Aaron to follow through on this threat? Yep. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. If 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 GM Gutenkunst isn't fired, yes, I do. Yeah, um, baby. Let me let me just say though, I do. Um, mind you, if if if, if the reports are true, I, I, I just let me state that I'm not for the idea of calling for someone's job, right? So I don't necessarily like, if if these, these reports, because this is something that was also reported, that he wants um, Brian Gutenkus to lose his job, right? I'm not necessarily for that. Like, for players trying to call for people in the, in the, in the front office to lose their jobs and that kind of But generally, I don't like people, you know, I, I don't like that kind of situation. I'm not for that. However, if the organization were to decide to part ways with Gutenkus, I... In order to, to, you know, to keep, to basically appease Aaron Rodgers and keep him at, at the organization and keep him happy, I wouldn't have a problem with that whatsoever. I wouldn't have a problem with that and I would not blame them for doing so. Because I honestly, with the, we're, we're again, as you said, the man is a, a, a multiple time MVP. He's a, he is already a Super Bowl champion. He's achieved so much in his entire career. He can retire and sit out a year and come back and get offers. He will. So I, yes, I do trust 
if if he says he's going to do it um unless such and such happens that he's going to do it i do believe that so you may mention of gushin kuts and how he may want or how it has been attributed to him that he wants gushin kuts to lose his job no i do not necessarily share your position on players calling for front office personnel to get fired because in a lot of cases these front office personnel are as if they have no idea what the hell they're doing and in this case to answer the question first before going any further yes i also trust Aaron Rodgers to follow through on this threat if he decides that he's going to retire. Yeah, we saw baby. it with Carson Palmer. We have precedent. Carson Palmer was so disgusted with the Cincinnati Bengals that he was just like, see me, I'll just take this to the crib. I'm done with this. And then after taking it to the crib, he was like, you know, I actually feel like coming back. So he came back. Arizona was like, please come on over. We have space. We have come on over to my place. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it is not. We do not even deal with daylight savings time over here, and it's always warm. <laughs> you can be comfortable here in Arizona, and that's exactly what he did. Yeah. So I am. I am one hundred percent believing that Aaron would decide to retire if he wanted to. I mean, another name just came back to mind. Who different position, different person altogether. But Gronk did the same. He retired, came back. And then went down to Tampa. No, in relation to he retired to avoid a trade. <laughs> 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 to de- to Detroit. It was to Detroit yeah, that he was yeah, more likely yeah. going to. I'm okay. saying no, I ain't having it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we can't blame him for that. So back to the point with Gooding Coast. No, <laughs> rumor has it that when the Jordan Love um pick was made last year, Matt LaFleur was not involved in that decision. That was the Gooden Coons pick. And when you look at this season's draft, when you thought that, well, we have all of this talk about Aaron wanting out because, you know, they're not doing what he wants. He does not have enough say in personnel decisions. They're not giving him an opportunity to have the level of organizational control that a quarterback of his standing should have. And then they go, and their first pick in the draft, I think, was a cornerback or something like that. It, it was not even an offensive player at all. It was not a lineman. It was... So you you go and you, you draft a player who does nothing for Aaron Rodgers. And yeah, but, all... So they did, they did draft a, a slot receiver too, you know, but... Hmm. But, but not in the first round. Devontae yeah, Adams yeah. is a second-round pick. He has been giving you first-round level production, but he's not a first-round pick. Mm-hmm. So you're not doing the thing. You no, know, if you're saying that the quarterback that you have is not going to be around much longer, then, of course, you're not going to do anything to pander to him. It's not like if Drew Brees could have gone into the Saints draft room and tell them, hey, I think you should pick X or you should trade the draft. You should trade the trade up to get above Atlanta so we can get this tight end because nobody's listening to him. You you gone home, boss. We not checking for you anymore. So just like that, then they probably decided that they're not going to be partnering to Aaron Rodgers because chances are the Packers are not going to be looking to placate him because more than likely the expectation is, if not this 
coming season, but maybe the season after that, then they would hope that Jordan Love is in a position to take over. An interesting anecdote that I came that I came across is that they have never been a quarterback that has played more than 17 seasons for the Packers. Um, I think Bart Starr, he played 17 seasons. Then you had um, Brett Favre. He played 17 seasons. Then they got rid of him to start Aaron Rodgers, who is now going into year 18. They want him to come back, but he yeah, doesn't want to come back. Yeah. His, time, his time is up. So if he decides that he wants to take it to the crib, I can't blame him. And I would kind of support him on this one. Mm-hmm. Even if Gunnar is fired. Is, is that firing him now? Feels like if you're trying to shut the barn door after the horses have bolted. So the last one of our do you trust? No. We know just how key Aaron Rodgers has been for the Green Bay Packers. And there was a, a comment or a, a little thing put out there by Devontae Adams today where he said, you don't know how good you have it until you don't have it anymore. You, you've had Aaron Jones come out and talk about how important Aaron Rodgers is to the Green Bay Packers. So, AJ, let us look ahead to the future where there is no Aaron Rodgers as the Green Bay Packers quarterback. <sighs> I really could have worded this differently. Actually, I am going to word it differently because I know exactly how we would vote this if I asked it the way I have it written. <laughs> Do you trust Green Bay to go over or under five wins if Aaron Rodgers returns? For, for 100% transparency, folks, I had it that if they will go under three losses, over under three losses, there's no way that we're going to say that they're going to, that they're going to not lose four games with no, without Aaron in the lineup. So, AJ, yeah, um, 5 and 11 or better. Do you trust them to, to better that? Yeah, maybe not by much, but if, if you put it that way, yes. And, and yeah, it's too because of the division. I don't trust the division. As as much as I I don't have like this unwavering belief in their offense, I feel like whatever quarterback is coming in is not going to be as good as Aaron Rodgers. We already know that. So yes, they're not going to be a thirteen and three team anymore. But I don't think they go from being a thirteen win team to a, like a, a below five win team. They still have some weapons that are good enough, I believe. Um, offensive line wasn't terrible, if I recall, it wasn't terrible. Uh, we have one of the better linemen in, in, in David Bakhtiari, who we just um, locked up as well. So, below five now. I mean, <laughs> is, is that you could really count the, the number of offensive weapons these men have on your hand. Because it's like Devontae Adams, Robert Tonyan from last year, and we still need to see if he's going to carry over his um, production from last year into this season. Um, like, I, like I said, they just drafted Amari Rogers, who was a slot receiver. Um, from Clemson, 77 catches, 1,020 yards in 2020. It's a decent addition, decent. Uh, he was more of a, a special team before that, but, you know, decent addition. Uh, nothing to, to write home about. Um, and then, of course, you know, Aaron Jones in the backfield and whatnot. But I, I, I don't think they're that terrible that they go below five wins, honestly. Um, but they definitely, <laughs> I feel they'll be a mid 
mid-tier kind of team. And I, I, I attribute that to their division. I, they're going to be the Lions no matter what. So that's already two wins. And I feel like they could, they, they could put together at least uh, five, six more wins without, without um, Aaron Rodgers. So I, I disagree vehemently. Trust there me. is no way, no way that the Green Bay Packers go better than 5-11 and 11 if Aaron Rodgers is not their quarterback for this coming season. The quarterback depth chart that they had for this past year, it was Aaron Rodgers and Jordan Love. As you said, we have not seen Jordan Love in anything other than a baseball cap all season. So at this point, why am I going to believe that Jordan Love is going to be the answer at quarterback for the Green Bay Packers if Aaron Rodgers is not there? Now, you made mention of the, the playmakers that they have on the team. However, Aaron Rodgers is the kind of quarterback that if he is not there, their entire offense has to change. It's not as if to say you can plug in anybody else and they can immediately do what Aaron does. Aaron is able to extend plays in a way that no other quarterback in the league does. And his wide receivers understand what they need to do when he is back there running around and making space and maneuvering in the pocket. You bring another quarterback and everything better be on schedule because they don't know what they're going to want him to do. And there's no amount of film watching that you can do that you can all of a sudden think that you can replicate what Aaron Rodgers is able to do. Well, I get it. Hold on. So let me let me stick up and let me, let me just say one thing. Because you know, you know, we just talk, we're talking about my guy here. My favorite receiver is on this team, right? Yes. I think he's the exception to the rule that you're talking about. Because he is a, a he is a type of receiver. In my opinion, he's a, he's the he's the best off the line of scrimmage. Like he nobody in ca catching him. The, the footwork is immaculate. He be he's beating his um um corner. He's beating his marker off off the line of scrimmage, and nobody really get into him. And while he does have uh, that rapport that he built with Aaron Rodgers, that's the only that's the only quarterback he's he's been playing with in the league, right? Which is fair. I still think he is talented enough to to have this. <laughs> Let me not let me not say this level of production, but better than decent production. Like still, still, still a, a, a probably lower top five production in the league. That I just wanted to put that in there for my guy. That's all. But you can go ahead. All right. So, but but here now is where. But I, I know that doesn't translate to wins. I I get that. But mm -hmm. in terms of you speaking about the offense, I just wanted to, to defend my guy. That's all. That's all. No, that's fine. I have no problem with you stepping into the to defend your guy, Devontae Adams. Devante Adams, you would expect, will have a stellar year regardless of who's at quarterback. I mean, he's been facing double teams pretty much the last two seasons, and he's still found a way to beat the coverage and get open. So, I mean, we, we will have to see. But I'm, I, I, would, I want you to go through this schedule with me. I just pulled okay. up the Packers 2021-2022 schedule. You said that you expect them to win more than five games. I want you to tell me which Even five. if it's six or seven. Right. So Detroit, does, Detroit is two already. All right. No problem. So you got the, you got Detroit as, a two, as, a, as two wins. All right. Mm -hmm. Arizona beat one. At Arizona. Win or oh, loss. Okay. All right. Mate, that, I'll, I'll give you a loss there. At Baltimore. 
All right, loss. Home, t- sorry, at Chicago. At Ch- that, that is the one I can feel I feel could go either way because playing Chicago early in the season, especially if Andy Dalton is the one on the center, uh, um, taking those snaps, I, I feel like that could be a win. All right, one. So that's one and two. At Cincinnati. Um, Cincinnati is, I, I, I don't have, I don't have very much faith that they get it going from week one. That could be a win as well. Could be, could be tentatively. I, I would say they possibly could win that. All right. So for you, that's two and two. For me, it's one and three. I have the Bengals beating that. Mm-hmm. Joe Burrow will be back. We just talked about Jamarches and the production. Yeah, that he yeah. Had. And the fact that they still have a relatively solid defense that should improve this season. I, I have them, so I have it one and three. You have it two and two. All right, Detroit is next. I'll give them the win there. So five weeks and you have them at three and two. I have them at two and three. All right? Mm-hmm. Home to Chicago. Home for Chicago. You see, this, this is one of the other games I think they could actually win at home. At home to Chicago. This is one of the other division games I think that could be a win for them. Okay. So now that is what? Week seven? One, two, three, four, five. Yeah, that's week six. So you have them four and two, whereas they have them three and three. Detroit, the following week is another win. So five and two, four and three. Home to Minnesota. I'll admit, I, I, the, the Minnesota is another one. I feel that that series could be split one on one. I, I, they may win away or home. So you know what? For the sake of it, I, I think this series is going to be split. So let me say that they win at home and then they're going to lose away at Minnesota. All right. So that's your six wins right there. I got the Vikings beating them though. So for me, they're not four and four. Home for the Rams. Okay, that's a loss. Mm-hmm. All right, so you're at six and five. I am at four and five. Home to the Seahawks. Another team I don't trust, which is, you see, which is, this is what I was trying to outline before. There are some teams who, on the day, they just don't show up. I, 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 <laughs> <laughs> now, you, you know, it is always have that, that week when the team you don't expect to win will pull out the win and whatever. So, as bad as the team may be, the Seahawks, I can I could honestly see them getting past the Seahawks. As 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 of this point, I don't know that I trust what the Seahawks have. I I, I didn't see much from them. They, they well, they, we know they didn't have a first round in the draft. I I I don't even know what else they did. We haven't been talking about the Seahawks. I feel like they could beat the Seahawks. All right, so that person, so that gives them. So you, so just to be clear, you have them. Being the Seahawks, being the Lions, being the Bears at home, being the Bengals. So that's six wins. That's six wins or those six. Six wins or the 12 so I said, far. I said the Vikings too. If... Right, and the Vikings at home. So that's seven. All right. So no, I could just call the other teams. You tell me who you think they'll be. Home to the Browns, home to the Steelers, at the Vikings, at the Saints, at the 49ers, at Washington, at Can- sorry, home for forty for the Washington football team at Kansas City. 
only only possible one I see inside there is Washington. The only and and Washington's defense is still really good, so that could be a week where the other team beats them. So we still at seven wins for them, and then all of them all of them could be losses. But I still got my five wins. <laughs> I got my five. I have been losing this entire this entire end slate, the entire thing. So. We're just looking at and projecting if Aaron Rodgers is not there. And if Aaron Rodgers is not there, Jordan Love is the starting quarterback. I have them losing more than half of these games. They got 17 games. I got them not winning six of them. So I I take yeah, I take I take six wins off of what they had last year. 13 and 3, yeah. So down to seven nine. Okay. Time will tell. Time will tell. All right, AJ. So that brings us through to the end of who do you trust? We will see what Aaron Rodgers decides to do, what the Green Bay Packers decides to do, and we will definitely update on that as time goes on. So this week, for the final thought, it is my turn. And the final thought this week is in keeping with what we've been discussing all day-to-day with regards to the draft. And the one thing that I didn't want to to make, to do a rant because I find I rant a lot. <laughs> we got to these <laughs> final thoughts. So I didn't want to rant. I wanted to, to salute all of the players again. I've been saying it all along. There are 259 guys who were drafted this week. And it is, it is still better for the guy who is considered, or they call him Mr. Irrelevant, the guy who is drafted last in the draft. It is still better for him than it is for the first undrafted free agent. Because at the end of the day, you got drafted. Somebody said that they wanted you enough to use a pick on you to bring you into their, into their franchise. So even for Mr. Irrelevant, I salute you, sir, because you were drafted. Now, what inspired me to talk talk about this was Quitty Pay. Quitty Pay is a first-round draft pick. And when he was interviewed right after that, he first, you know, they asked him, what does this mean for you and your family? Because in a lot of cases, the majority of these players come from families that had to sacrifice quite a bit to get them where they are. And I mean, I know I said I'm not going to rant. I just need to slip this in there. One of the issues I have with the draft is that for every other industry in this country, you can go to school, you can get your qualifications, and then you can pick wherever you want to go. And whoever makes you the best offer, whoever gives you the most returns on the investment you and your family have made in getting you to that point, then you are able to pick and choose where you want to go. Unfortunately, American sports is not set up that way, where you go to school, you take a whole lot of hits, you take a lot of lumps, supposedly for free supposedly in parentheses because 
we know that that's not always the case for all players. But especially for those who are the top ones, you, you get drafted, especially those in the first round. The, the amount of money that you make is so astronomical compared to anything that you may have had before, unless you were like Johnny Manziel who came from money. You get an opportunity now to not just change your life, but change other people's lives. Now, I remember when I was at school and at the time, my parents had me on a, on a strict budget. I learned how to manage money because my parents, my parents were two school teachers. We didn't come from means, means. And my parents had me on a $20 a week budget while I was in school. For the entire time that I was in what would be the equivalent of high school, I was getting $20 was a week. I think it was either a week or a month. I don't even remember now exactly the, the, the time frame. I, it was, no, it was $20 a week. It was $20 a week, yes. Okay. When I went to university, my, my budget was bumped up from $20 a week to $250 a month. I had then to cajole my parents. I had to literally break down all of the expenditures that I could make in a month to get more money out of them. I had no choice but to do this because, again, we were not a family that came from means. So the money that they're giving me is directly coming from their pocket. Now, obviously, when I'm 18 years old, I don't necessarily see it that way because I'm 18 years old and I only know the money that they give me. No, I'm mm. an adult yeah. and I'm working. I got bills to pay. To pay, to give a child just $250 every month, that I honestly, I thank my parents a lot for that. Thank you very much because that was a massive sacrifice on your part, knowing what I have to do with the bills and I don't have any children. So oh. <laughs> when I when I left, when I left university, my first job was as a school teacher. And I remember I will never forget the exact amount that I got on my first paycheck. <clears throat> when they told me how much I was being paid, it was it was more than 10 times what I was getting when I was at school, when I was in university. So when I got my first paycheck, well, of course, I wanted to stab the tax man because he took a lot more money out of my paycheck than I thought <laughs> he was supposed to or he should have. But I had more money at that point than I had any idea what to do with because I have gone from getting less than $300 a month to being paid over $3,000 a month. And that is just a, a small microcosm compared to what these NFL players are going to experience over the next however long. So I remember they said that when these players are paid, they get, well, when you hear their salary, their salary isn't broken down over 24, 26 pay periods like the rest of us who, who go to work every day. This guy's salary is prorated down to 16 weeks, or in this case, no, it would be 18 weeks. 
Yeah. It's about 17 weeks because the boy week, you don't get paid for the boy week. The boy week is just an off week. So you get, so now they're getting paid for 17 weeks of work. And if you are a guy that's getting paid $30 million for the year, you can imagine what one seventeenth of that looks like. When that hits your bank account that one day, that one Friday, you are going to be like, what am I going to do? And in a lot of cases, where these guys come from, these very tight-knit families, they, it is money that changes not just their lives, but it changes the life of everyone around them. Yeah. Of course, there are cautionary tales that we would have to, to remember. And yes, I know I'm speaking a lot right now of the guys who are on the upper echelon, but not everybody is making that kind of money. You, the average salary in the NFL is worked out to be around $2.1 million. And that is including the guys who are making 20-odd million, like Kirk Cousins, who is getting $28 million. So imagine if you have a man that is getting $26 million above the average, you know then that the general rank and file are far below that. And in a lot of cases, because these players, they want to help out so many people, then they find themselves in, in financial difficulties. Now you have players who only are in the league for around a year. Then the average of an NFL player's career is two and a half years. So if you got a guy making the minimum, which at my check today is $660,000. $660,000 will change my life immediately. My life. But imagine you're a football player who is out there getting your spleen knocked out every week. And then you have to try to, to make tenure in the league so that you can get the league pension and league medical. And you have all of these surgeries when you're finished to fix all the things you busted up while playing. It's a lot of money, but the money that you are making, you often have to then spend it on yourself. I respect Critty Pay saying that his mother is no retired. She does not have to work yeah. at the end. That That has to feel so good for him. Because he knows that he is going to make enough money that when he sets up his own family, he's going to be able to take care of them. He's projecting that when he gets this contract, the NFL tries to give you a lot of money up front. He's going to be getting at least a four-year deal with an option for a fifth year being a first-round pick. He's guaranteed a lot of money even if he doesn't necessarily make it so much further. But for all of the others who the second row picks and don't, who do not have that fifth row, that fifth year option, and Mr. Irrelevant, Mr. 259th draft pick, get what you can while you can. Take care of who you can. There will be some people that will have to hear no because do not spread yourself so thin that when you're finished, then 
you out here having to look for jobs just like me. You and I should not be standing in the same line with our resumes in hand. And then that's the other thing too. A lot of these players, all they did was play football. They went to school. They got the easiest degree possible so that they could be out practice. They don't. Yeah. They're not coming out here with the like, skills that you and I will have. They will not have the credentials that you and I will have to go get these jobs. So, take care of your own. As Marshawn said, take care of your chicken. Make sure that when you're finished, when you are done with the league, and you are ready to say, "I am done taking these hits," just to get paid that you are in a position much better, not just you, but you and your peoples are in a much better position going forward, not just for the next five or 10 years, but that you don't ever have to rejoin this rat race to look for another job. All right, so that brings us... Yeah, well said, and I concur. Thank you, sir. All right, so that brings us now to the end of another Green Beige podcast. You can find us almost everywhere that podcasts can be found. The only place I can't get us yet is Apple because it will not log me in. Apple, (laughs) fix your mix, please, so that we can get our podcast on your platform. But we are on Amazon Music. We are on Google Podcasts. We are on Spotify. As we may mention of before, we are also on the Gold Love platform. So who has the Prime Bundle? You can get us there with no cost to your data. It is always a fun time whenever we are here. Even if we're talking about topics that you may not necessarily be so familiar with coming in. As always, that is AJ. He is the green. I am Ken. I am the bitch. We will see you.